we're, we're, we're two years past the pandemic start, right? And I think we're, we're at a fairly decent spot right now. I mean, I know there's some concern about wastewater and stuff. I've seen the stories too. I get it. I get it. But compared to where we've been before, we seem to be in a pretty good spot right now. But, you know, throughout this entire thing, over the course of two years, healthcare workers have been lauded as heroes, and rightly so, especially at the beginning. Two years ago, if you remember, as our hospitals were filling and none of us really knew what was coming the next day, they went into work and then we went outside and made noise and banged on pots and pans and hooted and hollered and cheered as a way of saying thank you to our frontline workers as they went in and did the job that uh, they had to do. Now, Unfortunately, you know that things changed over the course of the pandemic and resentment and bitterness and suspicion and all kinds of nonsense set in. And last year, some people actually decided that protesting outside of hospitals would be a reasonable step to take. May they ever feel ashamed for making that decision. But nonetheless, some of them did. Now, as our understanding and our appreciation waxed and waned over the course of the two years, our healthcare workers just didn't have that luxury. They just kept going to work, saving lives, doing the job. No doubt that's taken a toll, a huge, huge toll. A newly released national survey giving us some idea of just how tough things are, how stressed our country's doctors are feeling right now. Dr. Catherine Smart joins us. She is the president of the Canadian Medical Association. Dr. Smart, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this new survey reporting that more than half of Canada's doctors reporting high levels of burnout over the past two years, which, you know, that's basically double what we were seeing before the pandemic. Does that surprise you or is that sort of in line with what you're seeing? You know, unfortunately, those findings didn't surprise me at all. I am hearing this from colleagues across the country daily, and it's just, of course, growing and getting worse as we're deeper into the pandemic. You know, as you described so well in the intro, you know, our society is becoming more divided, and unfortunately, I think some of that frustration has been misdirected at doctors, other healthcare professionals, at our hospitals. Um, So it's been it's been a really challenging time, and I I don't think it matters, you know, where you work, whether you're a community-based doctor trying to help your patients as they are looking at exploding wait times to see specialists get diagnostic imaging or needing a surgery, or you're that specialist who can't get through your patients enough, can't get them the tests they need, or perhaps can't operate because all your ORs have been shut down to re-divert resources to to other parts of the hospital. You know, there's no one untouched by this. And I think physicians are tired and, and, and they're overwhelmed. The workloads are crushing and they're in a system that's crumbling around them. So they're sort of trying to keep it afloat. They're trying to do what they can, but it's hard to keep sustaining when you don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel, that there's serious commitment from government to recognize our health systems crumbling and, and really commit to the actions it's going to take to, to bring it back online. And, and that's where we find ourselves. Yeah, a bunch of different uh, angles in there that I want to talk about, about, you know, like you say, medicine, that, that's a pretty stressful position the best of times, right? But um, what about the fact that, you know, typically, I think if you're practicing, there's probably peaks and valleys. And I don't know if, you know, maybe some days are busier than others, but it seems to me over the past two years, there hasn't been much of that peaks or valley. It's been flat out for two full years, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that's very true. And and again, you know, I think it doesn't really matter what type of medicine you do. Those pressures have been there and they, they may have been different in different parts of the system, but they have been relentless. And, and, you know, part of the stress has just been how do we keep getting care to patients? You know, we think of all the lockdowns we've had. Physicians had to pivot their entire practices overnight to virtual, trying to balance that. You know, am I doing the right thing? Am I actually giving good care? How do I get to my vulnerable patients? You know, this is really concerning. You're a nice you doctor. 
doctor. Well, you've been at it round the clock now for two years, like you said, flat out working way above the capacity of typical. And when you look around you at all your other colleagues in healthcare who are critical parts of our teams, they're also burnt out and leaving. And that then leaves more stress on the people still there trying to provide the care. So it's, it's I mean, I think the best analogy a bit here is we have a sinking ship. And... <laughs> I mean, when you talk about being a doctor anywhere, I don't care where you work, when you don't have, you know, faith and confidence in the team around you and the system that you're working within, uh, that's an added layer of stress on top of it, right? So when you see our healthcare system and what it's gone through, and I mean, I don't know how many times we've reported our healthcare system is under extreme stress and in danger of collapsing and on and on it goes. So undermining the confidence in the system, if you're part of that system and you rely on it to do your job, that's just more added stress, correct? Oh, no, absolutely. And I think what's mostly stressful about that, you know, this is not a surprise to anyone within the healthcare system. You know, we've all known this for a long time, even pre-pandemic. It's just gotten that much worse. And I think we've always had huge confidence in the people we work with. You know, the relationships between physicians, between us and other healthcare professionals that are on our teams are are strong. And and they've always been strong. And we've always valued each other. And I think that's why the Canadian healthcare system has been able to pivot as successfully as it has throughout this pandemic is because of that deep commitment um, and that commitment to team and doing our best work. But where the frustration comes is, is the government not owning the problem, not admitting that this is what's going on. And even though we keep raising the alarm, we're not seeing action. You know, at what point do our leaders, the people that can actually work with us, reimagine the system, reinvest in the system, at what point do they come alongside and really join our teams and partner with us towards solutions? And I think that's the root of, of most of the burnout for people is just feeling like, is this ever going to change? Yeah. And, I, and not just doctors. I think a lot of patients, a lot of us, you know, in the population are, are tired of the fact that we've talked for so long about how much money we spend on healthcare and how the system doesn't work as well as it should and we don't get what we need out of it. Sooner or later, there's going to be a politician that can come along and, and actually address the issue. But I think a lot of people share that frustration. It's not just doctors. Oh. I, absolutely. And in fact, the, the worst suffering is all the patients who yeah. aren't getting the care they need. You know, you've been sitting there for two years with chronic pain because you need your knee replaced. Yeah. You, know, you have cancer and you can't get the test you need. You know, your child needs an operation and it's been canceled to, to make space for sick adults. I mean, every I don't think there's any Canadian who doesn't have a story of either themselves, a friend, yeah. a relative, a neighbor who suffered because of the state of the healthcare system. So, you know, and, and as physicians, again, I think so much of our stress comes from that knowledge, knowing there's so much suffering and knowing there's only so much we can do to change that. And that it's the worst thing ever is seeing your patient not being able to get the care they need. And I wanted to ask you about that because, okay, I'm not saying the pandemic is over. Don't, don't get angry at me, audience. I'm not saying the <laughs> pandemic is over, but we're at a point now where things have changed and we're doing things a little bit differently and there's no restrictions and stuff like that. So it's letting up in a lot of areas of society. But if you're a doctor, I mean, okay, you're not facing intense pressure from COVID in some hospitals the way you have before, but that means now it's time to catch up on the backlog and all the patients who deferred their care. So how long will this max load continue, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Like you said, you know, we're not through it. And and it's true, even though the pressures within the hospitals from COVID are lower than they've been, hospitals are still over capacity. Many wards are, and many hospitals are running at 125% capacity round the clock. They're filling up with patients with other issues, patients whose health care needs weren't met throughout the pandemic because of, of all the issues with diverting resources to COVID. And like you said, surgical backlogs, all these things. So there is no end in sight right now for the healthcare professionals. And if any 
anything, they're being asked to ramp up and work more by governments who are trying to to leverage resources to meet the demands of these backlogs. But the human health side of healthcare is challenging, right? Yeah. That's great. Let's have more dollars and more OR time, et cetera. But we still need the staff to put in those places, the nurses to be there um, to support the, the surgeon, you know. And so there's so many pieces to that puzzle. And, and I think for most of us in healthcare right now, we're looking at it going, whoa, like, we, when does this end? When can we actually decompress the system to a point that it's manageable? And I think the reality is without significant changes, that that is not happening anytime soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And we've talked about it for so many years. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Dr. Catherine Smart, who is the president of the Canadian Medical Association.